Set that aside. But I'm glad that you are here today. So glad that the weather has cooperated in so many ways. And so glad on many different levels. And I hope that you feel the same way as well. Our theme for the year has been gratitude, thankfulness, and joy. But starting with that gratitude. And I'll tell you that in my journey of finding verses, which started well before the first of the year. I looked at a list, and because Psalm 107 had that word thankfulness in it, and give thanks, I thought, well, this will be a great psalm. Passages that talk about gratitude. And as I began to consider Psalm 107, I was faced with a predicament. As I read it, as I studied it, as I tried to outline it, I just didn't grasp it. But there was a moment where it became clear to me. And so in order to, to help not only myself and you, I've invited four people to join us on stage. And these four people, are, we are not given who the psalmist is. We are not told the time of which the psalm was written or the circumstances that surround the writing of this psalm. Although some scholars believe that it was written around the time that Israel was coming back, the Jews were coming back from captivity. That may or may not be important to know based on what you like to know about history. But there is one thing that we are going to take away from this sermon today. Only one thing. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 107. And we are not going to turn away from Psalm 107. This isn't going to be like I'm going to normally throw 50 or 60 verses at you. One passage and one passage only. And within those 40-some verses, there is one thing that the psalmist wants us to know. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God has given us the thing that He wants us to know, and it is found in verses 1 and the last two verses of the psalm. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And as we come down to the end, we want to say that the upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. That is what we want to discover today. The one and only thing is that we want to be wise and we want to attend the steadfast love of the Lord. The four people that, that I'd like to introduce to you are found within the text. And the reason why I have given you a color-coded chart, well, first of all, I know that Greg likes it. 
But second of all, this passage, this sermon doesn't fit neatly into an outline. But it is one of those, one of those passages that does look well on a chart. I don't know how many of you go to activities to where after you have done the activity, they offer you a video of it afterwards. If you've been slung into the air or you've gone skydiving or you've gone on a roller coaster, they offer you this afterwards. Because the only thought you have when you're going through that experience is, other than screaming your lungs out, is just how fabulous this is. And afterwards, you'll want to take it all in and experience it over again. And that's why the color-coded chart is there for you, so you can experience this all over again, because it will make sense what the psalmist is trying to tell us. And so I'd like to introduce you to our four guests today that we find. We find, first of all, the weary wanderer is the first one that we are being introduced to. Our weary wanderer, here is the one that it tells us in verse 4, some wandered in desert and waste, finding no way in a city to dwell in. That's our first one that we are introduced to. The next one, and I have used alliteration so it would make it much more easier for you to remember, is the wretched rebel. Because the psalmist tells us in verse 10 that some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurred the counsel of the Most High. Our next one is found in verse 17, and it is the suffering sinner. I've made these letters large enough so that with 2020 vision, all of you in the back can see all of this. Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities, suffered affliction. And our last one is the one that was trapped by treasures. And our psalmist introduces that one to us in verse 2. When I saw those four in our psalm, it began to become clear to me. And I could wow you with all of the times that the number four is found in Scripture. The four winds, the four beasts. Over and over, we find four. And I believe that there is a reason why our psalmist has used these four. Did you hear that noise as I walked away from the lectern? that boom of the chain that snapped me away from it. I need that so that I can come down and, and with you meet these four people. It could have been the creak of my knees, yes. But our four people here that we find, and, and these are four people that we might meet every day, and I'd just like to take a selfie here, if you don't mind. There. These four people that we meet, we may meet these any day of our lives. They may scare us as we approach them. The, wretched, the weary wanderer, the wretched rebel, the suffering sinner, or trapped by treasures. I like to meet people. No surprise to you, perhaps, that I'm, 
I find it easy to greet people. I'm not put off by the way that people either adorn their flesh or the clothes that they wear. I can make, I can make conversation with people quite easily. But on first, first glance, these people that we meet may frighten us. But I believe that as we go on into our lesson, you're going to become more and more familiar with them. And you may recognize something by the time we reach the end of our sermon. The weary wanderer. Here in Psalm 107, it said, Some wandered in desert ways, finding no way to, to a city to dwell in. They were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. And we may recognize some of the things that happened to each of these four as that which they brought upon themselves. That's a hard one for us to swallow at times because we don't want to admit that what we have done has really brought a lot of the trouble on ourselves. Perhaps it is afterwards that we realize this. The same with the wretched out their hearts down with hard labor, they fell down with none to help. Those wretched rebels, they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of Most High. You may recognize someone like that that you have met. And certainly, none of us fall into those. We understand that. Amen? Okay, well, I got one on that one. The suffering sinner tells us, Clothed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. How many do we know that because of the sins they have in their lives, that they drew near to the gates of death, have brought such terrible pain upon themselves? And then we come to those who are trapped by treasures. Sometimes more easily to recognize in our world because of the trappings they have put on themselves. It says, they saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind which lifted upon the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in the evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. I don't know about you, but I have been to that city, the wit's end, several times. Trapped by treasures. You remember when it says it goes up and then it goes down? It reminds me a lot of the stock market, is that their happiness tends to be tied to, it looks like I'm doing well in my stocks now. And then down to the pits as they see in the final bell, they've lost loads of treasures there. And so we see the plight that each of them has brought upon themselves. We see each of those, and in your color-coded chart, you can follow that right straight across. And if you don't have that color-coded chart, you can buy the highlights of the... You go, no, you don't have to buy it. It's free. Like yes, just like that. It's on the inside of your bulletin. And, and so we see that each of those has something in common. It's highlighted in yellow in your chart. And then they all share something in common in the blue. And they also share exactly the same reaction. Now remember our one thing that we wanted to remember in this, in the final verse, 
where it tells us, let the wise. Did you see that? Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the stead- their plight. They came to their senses. It reminds me of a story from the New Testament that Jesus tells about one that we call the prodigal son. And you remember at the point to where he is feeding the cob to the swine and said, he come to his senses and said, how many of my father's hired servants have this and more? Come to his senses. And that's exactly what each of these four have done when they saw what they had brought upon themselves and the life that they were living. They came to their senses and listen to what they say. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. There's a term that, that people use, and in each of these, as I look at them from left to right and right to left, did they reach the bottom of the barrel? Because it says when you get to the bottom of the barrel or the bottom of the hole, stop digging. Had they reached that? I believe they had. They reached the bottom and they cried to the Lord. Now, there's some wisdom for you. Some people take longer than others. Or should I say, some of us take longer than others. But they cried to the Lord and He delivered them. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Those the weary wanderers who wandered everywhere. And I wonder, as we look at each of their situations, the weary wanderer, I wonder if we could make that application to those who seek for something in this world to help them. Maybe it's an education. Maybe it is in their job or their career. Maybe it is in the places that they travel, those, those things that are extreme to find happiness. They have wandered, but they didn't find it. But when they cried out to the Lord, look what the Lord did to them. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. And our second group, the wretched rebels, he said, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Some sat in darkness in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and irons, for they rebelled against the words of God and spurned the cow's rebellious type. We always speak in a little bit of that in ourselves. But it said that they were in darkness. They rebelled against everything. They rebelled against authority. They rebelled against their parents. They rebelled against everything. And there they sat in chains and darkness. And when they came to their senses, And they cried to the Lord, and he delivered them. It says, he delivered them in their distress. Our third person that we have met is the suffering sinner. Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities, suffered affliction. They had brought it upon themselves. And soon we own that in our consequences I have brought this on myself. How many of us fail to do that, to realize that we stop blaming other people and we start taking responsibility for our lives 
And when they did that, they cried out to the Lord. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Our fourth one, trapped by treasures. They went down into the sea in ships doing business with great waters, accumulating wealth. And how often do we see, if you read throughout the scriptures, that those who would go out to the sea go to Solomon and see what he brought in every year as they traveled about the sea. So that going about and sea tells us that they were going for treasures, accumulating more and more wealth as they went up and down, which is one of the reasons I don't often go on boats, because it is that up and down motion that just gives me all kinds of fits. And they had seen that, that reeling. Then they cried to the Lord. All of them had that in common. And what did the Lord do? He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Stop chasing after the treasures, and found peace and calm in the Lord. And they all had the same reaction when they realized what the Lord had done to them. Then let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Every single one of them came to that conclusion. Let them thank the Lord. Let them give thanks love. You see, we often think at times that perhaps when we're in the midst of this, that God has abandoned us. You'll often hear that from people who are lost in whatever four of these they find themselves in and lay the blame at God's feet. God did this to me. How could God possibly allow this to happen? And don't take the responsibility for themselves. Ah, but let the wise consider this. And they came all four to the same conclusion. In verse 9, For the weary wanderer, for he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. In verse 16, For our wretched rebel, for he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts in two the bars of iron. For the suffering sinner, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving, and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. And for those trapped by treasures, let them extol him in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. All that God does for them, coming to their senses. And now, we must come to that point to where we look at each of those and perhaps we will fall into one of two camps. We may fall into the camp of saying, I, I recognize that one. I can relate because I was the wretched rebel. That was me. But I came to my senses 
And the Lord took me in. The other of those two is you recognize, and pardon me, the cardinal sin of speaking, never turn your back on the audience, but I have to to make the point, is we look here at one of those and recognize ourselves there, that we are still in that state. And we, I can do something about that. I don't have to keep digging. I recognize that the Lord allows these things to happen in my life and that my eyes can be open to see the condition that I am in. I was so happy when I stopped digging my hole. From time to time, I do recognize that these keep creeping in on me. But I recognize that the Lord has been good to me in all ways. We come down to the last part of those verses. And as we look at five things, it is the Lord's pleasure in verses 2 and 3. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. It is the Lord's pleasure that the redeemed recognize his love for them. And it is his power that we find in verses 33 through 35. His power, he turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. That is what his power can do. And our next one is his providence. And there he lets the hungry dwell, in verse 36. And they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. And his protection. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction. The upright see it and are glad, and all the wicked shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Have you recognized the steadfast love of the Lord? If you have, God is richly blessing you. If you haven't, God awaits his blessings to pour upon you, to shower you down with those blessings this day. As we consider our four friends that the psalmist has introduced us to. For in one of those four, we find ourselves. Think of everything in the world that we can possibly imagine would fall into those four. And remember that Jesus taught the parable of the sower as well. All people will fall into one of those four. Consider these categories. And if you are on the blessing side of the Lord, 
perhaps you recognize yourself in one or maybe all of those. And if you're outside the Lord, perhaps you recognize yourself there and await the blessings. Await the time when you stop the struggles of this world and accept the love of the Lord. Whatever your condition is, we stand ready to help you in any way that we can as together we stand and sing. Hey.